Hi, this is Angelina Asante. Welcome to this episode of Southwest Florida Online News. Today we have Sean Smith, who's the general manager of Florida operations for the Red Sox, discussing JetBlue Park. Thank you for agreeing to be interviewed. Obviously, you know, Karen and I are big fans of the Red Sox and we're happy to be here and happy to, this is kind of neat being in this, this suite. We wouldn't normally have access to this, but we do attend the games and we just wanted you to kind of tell people what to expect and to get the best fan experience because people may not realize you can come here, not just for the games, but you actually can go on the backfields and see them warming up. So can Correct. you yeah. kind of talk yeah. about what you do here? Well, so here in Florida, um, you know, we're the spring training home of the Boston Red Sox, but it's not just for spring training. It's, it's a 12 month a year operation. And the way that baseball has transformed itself since major league baseball took over the minor league system in 2020 is that all the major league teams now are using their spring training homes for year round baseball. So not only do we have spring training, but after that, once the camp breaks for majors and minor leagues, we go into what's extended spring training. So for about a month and a half, we have guys that continue to stay here, roughly 60 guys or so, as well as major league rehab guys and minor league rehab guys. Um, and then we start to transition in towards June, which the Florida Complex League starts. That's where we play other major league organizations. We'll play the Braves, we play the Orioles, we play the Twins, the Pirates. Um, and those games, the home games take place Monday through Friday at noon, Saturdays at 10 a.m. We have Sundays off. Those games are not open to the public. The public can come in, but we don't sell tickets. They don't open the concession stands. It's just so these young men uh, continue to play here and develop here, which then transitions us into the Major League Draft, which happens at the All-Star break. So last week was the Major League Draft during the All-Star game. And those new draftees, some of them are here, most of them are here. They start to transition into pro ball. So wherever they come from, be it Clemson or be it high school, uh, they come into this environment, they're a professional for the first time. So they now will play in the Florida Complex League and they start to learn the training regimen, the day-to-day -day operations of what it's like to be a professional baseball player. And then once that season ends in September, we then transition into the instructional league and stuff in the fall. And then we really only shut down for about three weeks in, um, in, uh, in December around Christmas time. And then when we come out of that, we roll right into fantasy camp. So we have three weeks of fantasy camp. We have a women's fantasy camp. Then we have a, uh, an integrated fantasy camp for men and women. And then we also have our more seasoned veterans, shall we say, that join us for the third week of fantasy camp. About 120 guys have been with us for a really long time. So we have a lot going on, and not to mention all the activities that go on outside of the ballpark. So RV shows, um, water circuses. Uh, also, the fair that comes, the Fenway Fair that comes every year, art shows. Um, we have all different sorts of things that take place, concerts, et cetera. That's a growing part of our business. With the goal of one day developing the 10 acres out in front of the ballpark uh, to be able to put in retail and, and mixed use. Oh, wow. Uh, and potentially a hotel. In I, we property. were wondering about that, if there would yeah. ever be a hotel. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a great idea. idea. You know, we talked about that for years, but um, you know, as we're transitioning, moving forward, that'll be part of my responsibilities is in working within the organization to make those sort of things happen. And then also as baseball has evolved in recent years, this facility, um, uh, even though it's just 12 years old, uh, we need to adjust to what's needed for, for the modern day game of baseball, especially from a technology standpoint. So you'll see some things that'll take shape over the next few years in the backfield, some new buildings and stuff will slowly oh. start to Oh, that's in. exciting. Um, you know, we need some more space for players as well. Um, you know, we have, Pickles, you, you certainly, both, actually both you ladies yeah, yeah. have been there and yeah. see what it's like back there in the clubhouses. Yeah. And when you have 60 people back there, it's great. But when you have 250 people back there, plus 
staffing and phone office staff and coaching staff and medical trainers and so forth, it, uh, it gets awfully small pretty quickly. So we need to make sure that we're responding to what the modern day needs are for us. Now, Pickles and I have watched many games here. And one of the things we noticed, people don't stay hydrated. And also, surprisingly, during a baseball game, people are not paying attention. And we've seen multiple people, spectators, hit by balls because they're not paying attention. What are some other things you think could make a viewer's experience better? So one thing that we have done is we've extended the netting all the way down the first baseline and all the way down the third baseline um, to be able to help protect fans. You've seen that happen all across baseball, yeah. um, even in the minor leagues. So that's something that's very important to keep our fans safe. Um, you know, it's unfortunately, it, it kind of limits the interaction with players and fans, right? Like you see players on autographs and they stick their fingers through like the spots in the netting. Um, it's great for fist bumps and selfies, yeah. but it's not all that great for autographs. So you know, we, we try to encourage the guys to do it the best they can to reach through and sign autographs. Um, nothing will ever substitute paying attention, right? right. Like to always be mindful, but you got to keep in mind when you come out to a game, it's not always about just watching the balls and strikes. It's about the sense of community and having fun here. So you have people, especially when they come down for spring training, they love to be outside, especially when the northerners come down, right? They, they've been cooped up in the winter right. and they want to get out and they, they want to have a beer. They want to have a hot dog or, or a lemonade and sit with their family and feel the sun, close their yeah. eyes, and they just feel that heat. Um, it's important that they be mindful. You know, we certainly make announcements and we have staff throughout the entire game to help keep an eye on people, as you know. Um, but when it comes to hydration, um, contrary to popular belief, beer and coffee, iced coffee or hot coffee, do not hydrate you, right? They dehydrate you. <laughs> so when you come out to the games, it's important to stay hydrated properly, usually good old-fashioned Kool-Aid with water. Um, we make certain that our staff stays hydrated. Uh, we keep them hydrated throughout the game. We put them, on, we keep them on breaks, um, so they can feel well and, and stay calm and cool. And we try to do our, the best we can to keep an eye on our fans. Um, we have multiple EMT crews that are here on site every game. Uh, mm -hmm. They're kept busy to make sure people yeah. are taken care of with ice packs and water, uh, and then you know, the occasional foul ball that hits people. Um, it bothers me when you get foul balls because it's like a sense of reality comes into our fantasy environment. Like, right. How dare reality yeah. come into our yeah. fantasy world? Yeah. Uh, but people, unfortunately, do get hit from time to time with foul balls. And it's important to make certain that we react um, with our staff immediately and have, again, one of three EMT crews come out right away to help take care of fans. And that's something that will never change. Fans always come first. Well, I know last year we got to see a game getting ready for the World Baseball Classic against Puerto Rico. And that was very exciting to see oh, yeah. the Red Sox play Puerto Rico ahead ahead of the World Baseball Classic, which was so exciting last yeah, year. Yeah, oh, the and, fans were crazy. Yeah, yeah, and I have to say, I you all do a lot of fundraisers too. I don't think people realize how much money the Red Sox gives to the community, both down here and right, up right. in Boston. Right. And I was impressed. I went to an event last year, and I told her I came home with a Yoshida ball. And remember, yeah. I, I I said I, I stole that ball for seventy five dollars. I couldn't believe nobody had bid on it. And literally that night, I think he hit two yeah, yeah. home runs in the World Baseball Classic. And I was like, yes, I yeah, got this yeah, ball. Yeah. So it is exciting. I mean, you, we got very lucky that the season tickets we have are next to great people who are also season ticket holders. So every time we went to the game, we were always sitting with the same people, and there is a sense of community yeah, here, yeah. and I love that because. Everyone, even even people had Yankees hats on, and I said, "Are you lost?" And we, we were joking. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joking is <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's it's pretty funny, but everyone is here to have a good time. Yeah. And this park is exciting, like you said earlier. There's really no bad scene here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
Yankees fans travel, Phillies fans travel, yeah. Blue Jays fans travel. I was alarmed by the number of Phillies fans that came when we played the Phillies this year. And I always make sure I go out of my way to welcome the visiting fans and say thank you to them. You know, they're our guests. Yeah. And you know, even if it was a regular season, I believe we should take the same approach. Um, that when people come and visit the Boston Red Sox and when they visit us here at Fenway South, that they feel welcome, right? Win or lose, that they feel welcome, that they want to come back. And we hope that they, they enjoy their experiences here, especially when you look at folks that are spending their, their time and their money um, for vacation down here right. or, God forbid, an escape with what happened with a hurricane. It's our job and our responsibility to make people feel welcome, make them feel, make them feel happy. The last thing I want to do is raz a Yankee fan right. for being here. Yeah. You know, and, and just, if anything, let's go overboard to really show them how, how good people act. Yeah. All right. And let, let's welcome the Yankee fan with open arms. Well, and I do notice that no matter what hat they were wearing, there's a real love of baseball. Yeah. yeah. Like, if yeah. people are here because they love baseball. And I know even when, like, we lose our players to other teams, they get traded. We still root for them. We still want them to succeed. Not, yeah. not that yeah. much, but yeah. we still yeah. want them no, to do right. well because we you're love right. them. Yeah, yeah, like I'm a huge Joe Kelly fan. I love Joe Kelly. Oh. And, you know, he's not with us right now, um, but, you know, I still cheer for him. Yeah. Uh, you know, when they play us, you know, I, I don't want him to, to do well against uh. us, but I certainly want him to do well, you know, for himself. Now, I do us. have a compliment for you guys. The parky, first of all, everyone here is really friendly. Everyone does go yeah. above and out. Red, Red Sox staff is really good here. But the parking situations I find is one of the better ones because we, we do travel. We go to a lot of, of stadiums. And the parking in and out of here is actually really well done. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate you saying that. So Tom Cudahy leads up our parking efforts. And um, we've identified a couple ways to even improve that. You know, we try to hustle people in and try to hustle people out. Um, when it comes to handicap parking, we not only have what our facility requirements are, according to the ADA, we have over 200 spots more. Okay. So we do everything we can with a couple rollover lots to take care of our fans, especially those that need extra assistance. And we have eight different shuttles that drive people to and from their cars out in the parking lots. Um, so Tom leads up those efforts. We take a great deal of pride in how those men and women interact with the public because it's the first thing you see and the last thing that you see. Yeah. And in some cases, it may be the only people on our staff that you interact with. Yeah. Um, and we've identified a couple areas, hopefully make it a little bit smoother. We'll see what comes to fruition with that this year. Uh, but I appreciate you, you saying that because I know Tom and his crew would be, be very happy that you mentioned that. And when it comes yeah. to our foundation efforts, so Brendan Whitley, who's our director of uh, Florida Operations and Events, just got promoted the other day, by the way. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, B heads up our, our efforts here, where, you know, whether we do the 50-50 or we, whether we have our golf tournament, um, we provide a great deal of money into our local community um, with in-kind donations as well as with funding. Um, we also provide 16 $5,000 scholarships to high school seniors, one from each one of the high schools in Lee County, as well as a charter school. That's something that we're proud of, and B helps lead those efforts. And then uh, we also work very closely with Becca Solicer. Uh, Becca is the person that heads up the foundation entirely for the, the Red Sox or, or organization. Um, so, you know, we may be Fenway South, but we are Fenway in our hearts all the time, and, and part of us is always up in Boston, even though we're physically down here. Well, I'd like to talk a little bit about the women's camp because I, Karen and I have become really good friends. That's Pickles. Yeah, like, <laughs> Pickles yeah, yeah, and I have yeah, become yeah. good friends, and that, that camp, even though it is competitive and it is serious, because I signed up thinking, oh, this is just going to be fun. Me and my best friend are going to throw the ball around. And woo it is, it's really 
work and the coaches take it very seriously yeah. and they are really trying to make women into good baseball players like i i appreciated how seriously the coach during the day at night yeah, the coaches yeah. are a different story but during the day they're all about the business of baseball and i appreciated that but this is truly a bonding and enlightening experience there's team we're building a, a team over a week's time i appreciated everything i mean i just it was such a fun camp and the relationships that i built out of it have been really like life-changing yeah. and it's it's just one week of my life it's so shocking can you kind of talk about what the camps mean to people sure sure we'll start with the women's camp so it's only a matter of time before the first woman plays major league baseball it's going to happen you think so it's definitely gonna in happen. our lifetime yeah absolutely. it's definitely going to happen you know we have top female executives of which uh, we have one in our organization, um, Raquel Ferrara, SVP of Baseball Operations. She's one of the highest ranking female officials in baseball. Um, you know, Kim Ming over with the uh, Marlins does an excellent job. She runs all their baseball operations. She's a president over there. There's um, women coaches. There's women trainers. Um, there's women scouts. So, um, and also there's female umpires that are slowly making their way through the system. When I say slowly, it takes everybody a while to get to the big league. So it's a slow process, but it's only a matter of time for the first woman plays in Major League Baseball, and I hope that we're all here to be able to celebrate that when that, that takes place. Um, but from uh, the standpoint of the women's camp, not only is it fun to see everybody have a good time and, and interact, it's also that sense of camaraderie and team building, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same thing that you've had to do with school projects. It's the same thing that you do with service organizations, same thing with your family, same thing that you do at work. Uh, you bring people that um, come from different backgrounds, people that have different talents and you come together for a common goal. Hopefully everybody stays safe. You want you don't want anybody getting hurt, right? Yeah, that yeah. does happen. You've been in with the trainers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in with the trainers <laughs> yeah. a lot. But All you guys right. you guys yeah. come out and have fun, but at some point that switch flips and it becomes competitive. And then at some point you want to flip that switch back to having a good yeah. time after the game too. And all the, the the former players that coach you guys, they're still competitive. Right. Right? So former Red Sox. Former player. Red Sox. Right. So like you look at a guy like yeah. Lenny Donardo who Great guy, you know, pitched in the big leagues, was on our 04 series roster, and he also pitched with the um, uh, the A's. And Lenny, most of you guys know him from his success on television up at Nesson. Great, wonderful guy. Lenny's competitive, right? He was my coach this year. Yeah. Louis Tion, who's yeah. what, 82? Louis's competitive, yeah. right? And they, when they're representing or working with someone, like they want to win. Yeah. They want to have fun, too, but they want to win. So it's nice to see that translate here at, at Fantasy Camp. And whether it's for men or for women or them integrated together, um, it's great to be a part of it. The training room does get very, very yeah. busy. I'll, yeah. st I'll start to take more of an active role in our fantasy camp because I started right at fantasy camp this past year with, with this role here. So, you know, I'll get a chance to interact with you guys more yeah. and learn from you all to find out what we can do better and how we can make a better experience and how uh, we can make you feel even more part of the family than you already are. Well, the ladies camp had been the, my first year two years ago was like, Wednesday afternoon, I think it was, through Saturday. And now it's Wednesday full day through Saturday because the ladies were complaining that the men had it for a whole full week. Yeah. So they did have a little bit of time for us. Yeah. But the it's men really, pay more it's money. a very short week. Yeah, the men pay more money. <laughs> I'm okay money. with a shorter week. <laughs> but this year we had 55 women, yeah. I think. And, the year, and so we had five teams. The year before we had 14. Or for all the last seven years, I guess, as long as the camp's been around, was only 14. So a lot of ladies... Are finding out about this yeah. and are you know uh, signing up. I played with my sister the last two years, and now this year her daughter's going to be playing too. That's awesome. Yeah. So and and there's a, and there's a, a couple other sets of sisters that two were on my team last mm -hmm. year and, and two more for this year. So 
Yeah, word gets out. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's important for us to make you feel special, not only from your uniforms, but we want to have better food for you. We want ah, to have a better environment for you. Uh, that's something that's important to us. And it's important to me, like, I want to eat yeah. properly, right? I want to eat well. Yeah. I want to be taken care of, too. So we want to do the best we can that each year when you come back, you go, wow, this, this yeah. is better than last year. And I didn't think it could oh, get any better, and it is better. It would be great to have a hotel right here that we only have to it would walk be, out. Yeah, it would be great. I don't know if it's six miles down. But it we, would be great, yeah. yeah. That would be a thing. Yeah. That would be everything. Yeah. You know? How about yeah. a friendlies? I agree. Yeah, yeah. Well, hotels with a lot of good stuff. There's still a couple from the I, I thought all the bricks and mortar ones were gone, as but there's still As far as I know, around. like the employees went in and purchased them and right. became franchise owners. Oh, as far. That's, that's what I thought yeah. happened. Yeah, mine, mine in my hometown of Palmer just closed down, and I was like, oh, Palmer, uh, Palmer's really good. I was a big fan of the much. Fribble. Remember? You know, yeah, the Fribble. The fribble. Yeah. <laughs> well, the night at night we would have events like karaoke. Um, what else did they have? Uh, they had dinners. We went out to yeah. dinners with our own coaches. Yeah, yeah. But uh, with everybody banquets, staying at yeah, the hotel, banquets. even Karen and I living in Fort Myers are staying at the hotel because we don't want to miss that I don't time. Mind it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's there's a lot that happens after hours. And, and yeah, I, I'm I'm not so certain what I'm gonna do yet. If I'll stay in the hotel uh, to be part of that too. I mean, I live up and I don't live too far from here. Um, but it, it is nice to go back yeah, to your family sure. at the end of the night. Yeah. But, I'm sure my I'm sure my wife would get a kick out of it too. So we'll yeah, see. I don't know if the coaches stay in our hotel. I think a couple of them do, but um, some of them just like say goodbye to us and take off. They probably yeah. don't want to spoil them because they are Red Sox World Series players. Some of them, you know. Now, they're people just yeah, like the rest yeah. of us, right? Can we talk about the mystery of the Green Monster? Because I know it's only open for non-ticket holders. It's only open certain innings of the game. Before the game, like so, so we had tickets up there for the World Baseball Classic yeah, game, yeah. and you have to be—is it after the third well, inning? The seventh or, inning you can, oh, is it the seventh the inning? Seventh oh, the seventh yeah, inning. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because people are—I mean, the view up there. I'm not a fan of heights, but the view up there is really spectacular. It's amazing, Especially isn't it? Yeah. that night with the sun setting. Yeah. I took pictures because I was like, "This is so cool!" You know, to live the dream for Karen and I to live the dream of walking out in the field and you know yeah. playing and pulling my car up into the player only parking lot yeah, and yeah. having everybody here get to know it it's it's a fun i don't want to say family it really is kind of like a a sweet bonding experience and it's very it happens very quickly yeah. i cannot believe it, but i think there's actually a few openings left for women's fantasy camp there are oh, yeah, yeah i can't, I can't believe there's any openings yeah and, and you know as we grow this product too when yeah. i say this product i mean fantasy camp um we want to be able to aspire to have as many teams as, as oh, yeah. it takes us, right? You know, like instead of having five teams, you'd love to have six teams or seven or yeah. eight teams. And the same thing on, you know, the mixed gender camps and, and the men's camps as well. There isn't a mixed gender camp though, right? So I the mean, second week there were some there women in there. was one lady that was Correct. Chris, Chris yeah. Massey. Yeah. On those yeah. Sure, I think she was the only woman that I ever heard of. I, I don't know if there's one men. or two, but yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, like I, I, I don't like to like label, oh, this is women's camp, yeah. this is men's camp. because. Yeah. I mean that that's the way it's currently structured, right? But if if there's um, you know a woman that's unable to play in that first week time and she wants yeah. to come play, we'll, we'll oh, certainly make a comment. Yeah, I will tell you, there's some women that can yeah. play, as you know. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't that long ago. I mean, before my time, you know, during World War II, you had these women's right. race, yeah. well, that, great players. Those are the ladies we've met. And yeah. had some of them over here. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. they do show up at the yeah. women's camp, yeah. which is really amazing too. Yeah. And the yeah. ladies' teams are named after those teams from the. The American women's baseball. Correct. Yeah. Uh, the peaches, the, the peaches, comets, yep. the 
well, so we have the Red Wings, the Bells, and the Blue Sox. Yeah. They were all named after those teams that were playing in World War II. Yeah, yeah, which is great. You know, you had a lot of great players. And of course, yeah. that was brought to prominence from the movie League of Their Own, too. Right. Well, you know, when when I would post things uh, during the men's camp, because I live right here, and I would come down, and I would be put, posting pictures of the uh, home run derby, and the ladies would all be yeah. responding, what do you mean there's a home run derby? You're not doing that for us. So, I mean, the men, are, I, like we said before, are here longer than we are. They and they do can have hit home runs. Yeah, yeah. Well, some of our ladies, some can, of our hit ladies can hit home but runs, they, not uh, like the guys. They have a couple other, you know, events that go on because their camp is longer. But that's always fun to come to watch. I try to find out when that is. Yeah. Uh, if there's one thing you want people to know about JetBlue Park, what what is it? Um, how great of a staff we have that is fan-focused. Uh, you know, we've had people that have worked in the organization for you know, decades here, that they worked over at City of Palms Park um, and that oh, you know, right. have, have, have continued to work here. The staff that we have, our game day staff, our supervisors, um, they all care deeply about what they do. They don't have to do this. Yeah. Like they're retirees. They do this because they want to do this because yeah. they love the organization. They love baseball and they love our fans. And when you come to our games, and I mean, I'm, I learn from our staff every single day, um, you can't help but notice how regimented we are in putting things first. Everything is like the way mom and dad should have raised everybody. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, sir. No, ma'am. Yeah. Please. Thank you. Great to see you. Where are you from? Welcome back. It's a family. And I've been blessed enough to be adopted into this family uh, down here. And I try to pay that forward every game by treating our fans that way too. Fans of all ages. And certainly on the backfields, you mentioned that before. Um, fans can come during the day for free and watch our major league guys work out in the backfield. We have six fields back there. Uh, and then, you know, minor league camp starts early in, in March. You can come watch those guys as well. And um, it's just like, you know, you're literally steps away from major league guys as they're throwing aside or, or, you know, warming up, uh, taking ground balls or taking batting practice. And like when Yoshida signed and came to us, um, he was out here. Nobody was here. Yeah. Right? It was like early. And I was driving the golf cart around, like familiarizing myself with the area. And there's Yoshida out there in field one, which is a replica of Fenway Park. It's a chain link fence replica, but it's a replica of the dimensions of Fenway Park. And just watching this guy hit opposite field home runs over there. And, you know, I drive like, oh, I might as well pick up these balls. And, like, one after another, I'm like, all right already. Right? Yeah, 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 I can't yeah. spend my morning picking up your home run balls. But it was, like, you know, pretty cool that it just felt like it was yeah. Yoshida and I out there. Um, and that's a kind of a special it Sounds experience. like a book, Yoshida and yeah, I. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. There's the name of your autobiography. Yeah, well, I remember when I first moved down here and people saying you could get to the, you know, Fenway at, like, 10 o'clock in the morning to watch them walking, working out in the backfields. And yeah. I kept thinking, oh, the backfields are miles away, but they're right, they're right here. There. Yeah, they're, yeah, right they're right there. here. Yeah. And that's where the, we played also. We played in the camps, in the backfields, and we also played at Jeffrey Yeah, Park, you just so. park in the west lot, yeah. and you make your way over by yeah. field six, which is on the third base side of the facility. And yeah. uh, our staff will be right there. You go through. If you have a bag, we check your bags for security. And we'll tag them. And... You but you're go right back there, there with your I camera, mean, yeah, yeah. You go right there. You know, you can't walk on the fields because the guys are working. Um, but our staff will talk to you. We have hot dogs and yeah, food for sale and merchandise. But yeah. if you come here during the open house, you can walk on the field. That's right. Yeah. And, the, and, and another thing, too, we met a lot of awesome, like, 
players on the roster who signed autographs and we yeah. got to chat with them. So if you can make opening day next year, that's quite an open, event. The open, the open house. house. The open yeah, house, yeah. yeah. And, that was a really great event. Open house, what you, yeah. What would you do to add or change, change things you did with that? Um, I would say that the way that we ha have it laid out, has been pretty conducive to uh, a smooth environment for our fans. Um, we do discounted concession items. There's free parking. And we had, I think, 4,000 people here last year. We have inflatables set up on the bounce field house. for kids, yeah. bounce houses and stuff. Um, and the flow of that is it goes pretty smoothly. Uh, we do have players signing autographs. I think the you know the opportunity that we have is to continue to learn from our fans and listen to our fans on what's important to them and to engage with them as best as we possibly can to let them know that we're here for their happiness and joy. And when people come onto this field, they get so excited. You know, yeah. It is exciting great. to yeah. be on a real yeah. baseball field. Yeah. Well, and then I know you let the kids run the bases and allure a lot of those uh, pickles ran them too. A yeah. The people were running the bases. That, right? that was it's your birthday. birthday. <laughs> it's your birthday. Right. Yeah. And yeah. that's really and exciting. Would, uh, it was the, it was the last game of the um, season. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, and of, um, and they, at the end, I'm watching all these little kids, and it looks like they're lining up for miles. And I saw a lot of older people. Anybody Somebody in front of yep. me was like 90. Correct. And yeah. I, I was with my husband and a girlfriend, and who would come to visit. And I said, do you mind if I go? You know, it's my birthday. And then I'm <laughs> going down there, and Sean sees me, and he, he's on the PA or the microphone saying, yeah, yeah, here like goes that. Pickles yeah, round, round and third. third. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I was like, and we got that on a video. Yeah, we let people birthday. of all ages run the bases. Yeah. Um, you know, we yeah. just we want to make sure that everybody behaves in the yeah, bases and yeah. doesn't knock each other over, which went pretty well. Yeah. We also started last year playing catch in the field, which we did oh, the day yeah. before or two days before. We want to continue those sorts of things. I mean, it's, it's simple to execute, yeah. right? But more importantly than, and to do it safely. Um, but more importantly, when we get the folks on there, they know that they're going to be taken care of and it's going to be safe. These are things that they're just going to take with them forever. Yeah. I mean, I saw people grabbing it. You know, little bits of dirt and put in yes. their pocket. Yeah, I, I did that. Really you know, and, yeah, and, and literally they realize you're doing our grounds crew a favor. Because ah. <laughs> when we put the the you know the turfus and stuff on the yeah. field, you don't want to put too much of it, right? Then you have to you yeah. know, we'll put the conditioner on, then they take it off, and because you don't want to put too much, then it goes out in the grass. Um, but it is uh, in some of these people to throw up a lifetime. You How know? many hours was that? Was it like ten to one or ten to two? Oh, you're talking yeah, the, the open the, house. The it was ten to two, 10 to two for the open house. The, Correct. Yeah. Um, the crowd, I mean, it, you wouldn't even know there were 4,000 people because it was yes. so spread, spread. People were spread out everywhere. Mm -hmm. And even to get the autographs of the players, it went so smoothly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. there was three players, and then they switched for three more. And you could get out of the line, go right back in, and it moved smoothly. The players were fabulous. Um, you were in the shade. That was great that yeah. it was up yeah. uh, underneath the Green Monster. The, or what would you say, in the Green Monster, but the middle tier or whatever? And when you mention the Green Monster, a little something about this park you, you may not know. So the scoreboard, the Green Monster, that was the scoreboard from Fenway Park that was removed, I believe, in 1976. Wow. It was in storage out in the oh, Dakotas wow. and was brought here cool. and modified wow. here. I didn't know that. But that scoreboard part was from, oh, that's you so know, like cool. when Carlton Fisk hit the home run yes. in the 75 series. Is it, it all dented? Over that. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's all dented. You know, the whole wall is dented, right, because of all the different yeah. activities that go on here, including perfect game baseball, which is an amateur baseball play, uh, oh, that wow. takes place here on property wow. through the county from May into You and I are going to have dents up there next year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's in the lasers. Well, and, and the first year when I played um, – 
my sister, like I said, she played with me. Her family was down, and they were taking the, the photographer was taking pictures of us out there. If you wanted, so cool. or even use your phones, but um, all our family members were lined up against the scoreboard. So I mean, it's it's really great. Yeah, and the difference with us here is that manual scoreboard is not operated from behind like it is at Fenway. Yeah. No so scoreboard. what's behind that scoreboard is offices and stuff. For oh, really? Based operations. Oh, yeah. wow. So wow. what we have, if you look to the left, there's that. The Arthex sign, there's yeah, a where, the door. Yeah, you see the door there. So our staff, and, and, and to the right of that door, you see a little window on the yeah. Ford sign. So we have two staff members that hang out there. They watch the game on TV. They look out the window. When they make changes to the scoreboard, they run out the ladder. Um, it can be pretty taxing, depending on what happens in yeah, a minute. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's really entertaining to watch. And they work very, very hard out there to... Uh, Keep it as updated as quickly as possible. However, you can't update it in the middle of an inning, right? You have to send in, Taking in, your life Like if it's a pitching change, you can update. If it's in between innings, you can update. But it doesn't get – the balls and strikes get updated in real time because that's electronic, just like it is in yeah. Fenway. But to do the stuff um, that takes place during the inning, you've yeah. got to be able to have some time to run out on the field. Now, now were you a um, Red Sox fan your whole life? So I grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina. My first Major League Baseball game I ever went to was a Red Sox-Orioles game. Oh, I was wow. a kid. We used to go to Boston to Children's Hospital for my sister, and my parents would always try to make it um, as fun as they possibly yeah. could. You know, we'd do things, uh, you know, Paul Revere's house, and yep. go to see the Constitution, yeah. and go to Celtics games or, or Bruins games, Red Sox games. Cool. But growing up in the South, we had the Braves. Yeah. So, um, you know, I lived four hours from Atlanta, but once TBS started broadcasting games nationally, that's when you got a lot of Braves fans. So I grew up on the Braves. The Braves have always been my National League team. Um, but in the you know 20 years I've been part of the Red Sox organization, almost 20 years, um, the Red Sox are, are my team. Oh, so 20 years you've been involved, but you weren't down here until No, correct, correct. So I ran the Red Sox single-A club in Lowell, Massachusetts in two different iterations of my career. Um, it bookended my time at the National Basketball Association, and then I was a consultant for the Red Sox before I took this job. Wow. Is this a dream come true? It is. I've, I've been yeah. wanting to be here for years. Wow. And uh, thank God it was able to work out. You know, we had a little thing called COVID. And coming oh, yeah. yeah. Then the lockout, then the hurricane. Then we the had hurricane, some yeah. really challenging things, but I'm honored to be part of this community. I'm honored to be part of the organization that's capacity. This is what I want to do, where I want to be, that's great. and um, where our family is. Yeah. You know, I I, you know, I I want to serve the organization in the best way I can to have us win a 10th world championship and more. We and support you. To, to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and also to provide the best environment for lifelong learners for our family. Well, I just, I want to end on this note. I, I've heard and seen, and of course, being a Red Sox fan, you hear and see really negative things. And I don't like that because like you said, these guys are like real people. Mm -hmm. So how can we be better Red Sox fans? Do you have any advice for us? Yeah. Um, it's the same advice I'd give myself. Um, no one wants to win more than the players, right? No one feels more excited when they do well or more disappointed when they struggle. And it's important for us to remember that, that they are people. Yeah, they happen to be the best at their craft. Um, but just like the rest of us, they want to be supported, right? They want to pick me up. They also understand that there's some accountability if they don't necessarily live up to your expectations. But keep in mind, they're not living up to their expectations at times. So just keep that in mind, right? If someone goes over four or someone makes an error, they're not doing it on purpose, right. right? They're doing the best they possibly can 
No one wants to be great more than those individual players do and all the people that are supporting the organization. And that's the responsibility of us as fans too, um, that yeah, we get disappointed, but it's not life and death, right? That there's more important things, the contributions we make to the Jimmy Fund, the contributions right. we make, and I don't mean just financial contributions, the contributions we make to education um, in serving our community. Those are the really important things. The wins, the wins are nice, don't get me wrong. The World Series trophies are nice. Um, but these men and women are doing the best they can for the six states of New England and Red Sox nation. And it's always important to keep that in mind. I wanted to ask, though, is there some place like a Facebook page or a website that if people wanted to know what's going on all the time here, like you said, circuses? And what a great question. <laughs> what a great question. So we have the opportunity with one of the associates that we're hiring this year to actually modify our social media assets and the use of our social media assets. So... Um, since this has only been like kind of a part-time business and we're making it more year-round business, it's time for us to make certain that our assets comply with yeah. such. So uh, we're going to be making some adjustments here in the upcoming months and we'll have awesome. more to be able to yeah. point you to. On Wink, on Wink News, they had sometimes it was Mother's Day weekend where they had walking and running and everything. And I said, I would have done it had I known, you know, so you're yeah, exactly please right. let us know. Yeah. And, and when those events were held, like there was no mention of it being yeah, at, we didn't at, know. and myself. And you know, that's our responsibility as well to make certain as we're becoming a year-round business to become a year-round business. Exactly. Oh, I'm excited yeah. about that. Yeah. So we'll know because we'd love to promote you, whatever yeah, you all are doing. We appreciate we'd love that. To yeah, there's, people, a, yeah. there's a lot of great things that go on here. And, and again, you know, I mentioned briefly about Perfect Game. So Perfect Game is, you know, high-level amateur baseball that takes place for kids of all ages and it's in different parts around the country. But this is a main hub of it from Maine through August. So on all these backfields, the county has a big, strong working relationship. It's revenue that comes into the county um, to help you know, provide great environments for, for different capacities throughout the, throughout the community, uh, for different needs, I should say, throughout the community. Those young men are out here playing all the time. So if you have the itch for baseball, come out and get it scratched here watching some of these great young men play Awesome. Baseball. Future stars. And that, take place, that takes place seven days a week. Really? And then over on the east parking lot is also soccer that really? takes place from May through December. So there's always wow. something going on here that we work with the county to help support. Okay, uh, great, efforts. that's good to know. All right, well, thank you for taking time out thank of your you schedule. Guys. We appreciate everything Go you do Sox. here. Yes, yeah. so this is Angelina Asante signing off. Again, thank you, Sean, and thanks Pickle Pickles. <laughs>